Hello, hello. All right. Uh, this is uh, Mike Mills with the uh, Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast. And um, today we're going to be talking all things video, uh, video marketing, creating videos, where to post, how to post, um, the importance of it and all that kind of stuff and not getting too wrapped up in whether or not you're becoming an internet superstar. We're just trying to reach our customers and that's pretty much it. So I brought on a master for this today, um, Mr. Mike Farsi. And I probably said, I've said that wrong probably four times, Mike. So I apologize if I'm doing that. Thank you for the applause. I was going to, I was going to give myself applause over here, but you got it. Yeah. Yeah. We all see, we all got our, our, our little, uh, uh, our right. production value over here. You got it. Cause you run a few podcasts. So, you know, yep. it's, uh, it's always fun to add that piece to it. So, and just so I'm clear, cause I know we kind of went back and forth. Is it Farsi? Sure. Is that correct? Farasi. Farasi. Okay. So yeah. it's an emphasis on the front side a little bit more than the exactly. Back side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and chat with me for a little bit. Um, you know, I've seen you on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a little, uh, seems like there's this little community of people on there that, uh, you know, I've had Allie on and I think I got Brian coming yeah. down the road. Um, oh, perfect. Actually, yeah, I've actually, uh, I've worked with Dan um, for a couple oh, of years okay. back in a previous life. So I know yeah. Dan pretty well too. So um, I love what you guys have built um, as far as, you know, the support that y'all give each other, um, you know, through, uh, through the the platform and what you guys have done there, but your specialty that you focus on primarily is video marketing. And Correct. I actually watched a, uh, you know, I've been watching several of your videos to kind of prepare for this. And yeah. you were talking to somebody the other day about how, you know, if you're looking for the turnkey marketing company, that's going to provide all you're like, that's not me. <laughs> I'm going to tell yeah. you how to do video. I'm going to help you how to do video. And that's it. So that's right. Tell me that's a little right. bit I don't, about, I don't, I don't want to be everything to everybody. Right. You got and, your and niche. I think and I think in the mortgage business, a lot of people get caught up in that. Yeah. If your target market is everyone, then your target market's no one. You can't make everybody happy. That's right. So start with what you're really good at. And yes. I'm really good at video content for organic reach. I'm not going to be the guy who can uh, who, who can hop in the background like a ninja and build you a, a phenomenal paid ad campaign right. with, with creative to go along with it and stuff like that. But if you want to brand your startup, your company, yourself as a personal brand organically mm -hmm. and just get on a consistent posting schedule, be authentic and relatable. That's what I'm really good at. And that's what we focus on. So a unique thing about being in this space is a lot of people that are, um, let's call it, you know, marketing experts, whatever you want, however you want to phrase sure. yourself there. Um, they don't, they come from a marketing background. Like that's what they do. They were, yeah. they were a marketing developer at, at another company yeah. in a different industry. You're yeah. unique in this and that you've been in the real estate and mortgage industry for almost 20 years now, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm a mortgage vet. Um, yeah. I started back in 2005 with wow. uh, doing, doing retail loans at HSBC. If you remember that, uh, that. Brand. Oh yes. Yes. And Fun then, time. And then moved over from there to a place called Seabreeze Financial out here in Irvine, California. It was all subprime. And that was, I'll never forget the first day that I was sitting in the training room learning about how a pay option arm works. Right. And, so and you're kind of going, is this, should I do this? <laughs> the, the first thought in my head was, nobody's going to do this. That's stupid. <laughs> but, you know, lo and, and behold. 2008, lo and behold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I hopped into, into wholesale. I was a wholesale account executive for a few years. Okay. And then that company that I was doing wholesale with pulled me into secondary marketing. Uh, okay. they, I guess they figured, um, we need a product manager and Mike reads his guidelines and can remember some stuff. So let's, right. let's have him do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I got into secondary marketing and that launched the next 15 years of my career. Uh, yeah. just growing in secondary and capital markets for, for different mortgage banks. I worked for PRMG, Linux Financial, American Financial Network. I'm still working with Linux, uh, American Financial Network on, on a bunch of projects and stuff over there. But uh, yeah, anything that you can imagine when it comes to capital markets and secondary marketing, that's what I did. And I always had my hand in product development and uh, product onboarding, investor onboarding, the um, new new relationships uh, with with people that we can sell loans to, you know, right. different things like that. And the, the product mix that I was managing at the at the time that I stopped doing all that was, I mean, it was huge. There was a couple hundred loan programs with thirty three plus different aggregators, and yeah. you know, a, a dozen warehouse lines. Like it was, it was a whole thing, and 
the whole time I figured nobody's going to use these products from an originator perspective. None of our originators are going to use these products unless they know about them. And, uh, you know, 10 to 12 years ago, I bought my first DSLR camera, got into photography as a passion. And I kind of lucked into that being right around the time where like the prosumer DSLR cameras started coming with a button that said record or video. Or so video I ended up, ended up yeah. taking all my knowledge in photography and how to make a beautiful static image mm-hmm. of something and kind of applied that to video and just started making like internal educational content so people would be willing to learn how a new product worked and, Why, and, what, and what it did. It, I mean, every loan officer has had corporate toss down a new product and give them a it's the 12 worst. to 20 page long underwriting guide and say, here, use it for what it's good for and not elaborate on that. Right. You know what I mean? And so I tried to fix that internally yeah. at AFN. And that well, even they have the, you know, the, the dreaded uh, uh, product webinar where you have some guy that's representing yeah. whatever wholesale groups coming in and providing this particular oh, yeah. program, which you may only use once a year. And yep. then you sit there and it's like, you know, it's a snooze fest. It's the most boring thing because you're sitting there going, OK, I, and you're barely listening and barely paying attention. And, you know, you're just like, I'll just do conventional loans. And it's a great it's, it's a great person to go have a drink with. Yes. Might not might not be the best person to give a webinar to a few hundred people. Correct. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so yeah, yeah. Just trying to kind of fix that problem, internal education and things like that. And um a man by the name of Dan Green, uh founder of homebuyer.com, uh, saw some of the stuff that I was posting on LinkedIn. He said, I have this mortgage startup. We're just for first-time home buyers. And a big part of what I want to do is organic reach through video content by educating first-time homebuyers and what they actually need to do to buy their first house. How long ago and, was that? And, and I think you're the guy. Uh, that was beginning of 2021. Okay. okay. Um, so for the next 13 months, I headed up all content and education for homebuyer.com. And I was I was the face of the YouTube channel. We grew from 100 subscribers to over 3,000 by the end of that wow. year. That's great. Uh, all, the, all the written content for, for SEO and, and, and blog pieces and stuff like that, um, I... I managed the creation of all that. I wasn't the one actually writing it, but I managed the creation of all of that stuff. I handled all of the video. We created a 38-unit first-time homebuyer curriculum so people wow. could learn every step of the process. And in the beginning of 2021, we were running a few paid Facebook ads and, and things like that here and there. We were we were in the ballpark of maybe 12 leads a week. Okay. Uh, by the end of 2021, with all the content marketing that we were doing, we had dropped all paid ad spend completely. Mm-hmm. And we we're receiving between 20 to 24 leads per day. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a- so it was it was just kind of one of those proof in the pudding things. Like you put yeah. good stuff out and people are going to want to reach out to you. Yes. So is that what kind of led you? Give value. Is that what led you into getting into your own thing now? Because I mean, it starting is. a company on your own is yeah. a, is a big step. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. in this environment we're in right now, where you know the leads aren't as plentiful, the deals aren't as plentiful. You know, it's a it's a struggle for agents and for lenders out there um, to get the same type of volume because we just came from literally the hottest market that we've ever experienced in real estate yep. um, to. Uh, just a, I mean, you might as well have fallen off the Grand Canyon cliff exactly. um, to what we moved into. Now this may be more normal, right? But it it just was a massive drop off, and so yeah. yeah. So yeah. a lot of people have uh, have really fought, struggled with it. And now you're offering, you know, cursory or or peripheral, you know, uh, products to people to help them grow their business. So how has that transition been for you? What's that been like? Yeah. So as 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 a lot of seemingly great things uh i mean red button media is still new uh i I launched this in february so we are in our infancy even though it seems to me like i've been doing this for decades right um it's been about two it's been about two seconds since i went live you know what i mean so it's one of those things and a lot of wonderful things are born out of necessity and not necessarily just necessity in the market but necessity to a human Um, yes so at, at risk of oversharing I've never let that stop me before. So why should I now? That's right. Um, left homebuyer.com, went to a different mortgage company, went back to AFN uh, for you know a little more, little more stability. Um, we I have a ten-year-old daughter and one-year-old son. Kids will um, make stability be very. You know, great, it's, but... it's it's one of those things. And and yep. and shortly after 
um, our son was born. Uh, my wife resigned from her job so she could stay home and take care of him. So we didn't have to rely on anybody else because it made sense at the time. And um, unfortunately, I love the startup life, but the family needed a little bit more stability. So I went back to American Financial Network and uh, things were great. Started building some stuff over there for them. Towards the end of 2022, everybody in the mortgage business know what happened to the mortgage business. Um, I was a casualty of that as well. Um, I didn't lose my job completely, but the, uh, the responsibilities and my capacity was cut Diminished. basically in half. Yep. You know, and I'm sitting Everybody here. Everybody goes cut, cut, cutting cost mode. That's what happens. We did the same absolutely, thing. Ab absolutely. I don't fault them for it. It, it, yep. it is what it is. And and thank, and I thank them for giving me the option. You know what I mean? They said, do you want to be laid off or do you want to be cut in half? What's better for you? And ran the numbers and half was more than what unemployment was going to pay me. But it still wasn't enough to pay the bills. So I'm sitting there running the numbers, figuring out how to put food on table and diapers on butts. Yep. And... I started looking for ways to to deliver Uber Eats or do dog walking in the like I ain't too do proud. what you gotta do. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then I had a call with um again, thanks to Dan Green over at homebuyer.com. Had a call with him and he said, Mike, I appreciate your hustle and I know where your priorities are and they're right. But you gotta stop selling yourself short on what you do in video. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the little verbal slap in the face that I needed to, to reassess some things and okay. figure out how I could fill a gap in the market and simultaneously create a safety net for my family so we could be in a position to know where no one company could ever pull the rug out from from. Because in that research, I found, unfortunately, that when you reach out to a traditional agency and say the word video, they might want a couple thousand dollars just to talk to you, first off. Yep. Second off, all they know how to do is send a full-on camera crew out to your place mm -hmm. and, and give you this big production that ends up looking like a shiny, polished, television-ready commercial. Yep. And I'm like, dude, like the mortgage business is in a tough place. Solo originators, mom-and-pop shops, small broker shops, um, smaller branches at their respective companies or up and coming mortgage and real estate companies of their own are completely priced out of this market yes as as completely inaccessible to them yep so i set out to launch red button media as quote professional grade video content for budgets of all sizes mm -hmm. and as of a month ago i feel like i accomplished that we have offerings for budgets of all sizes so okay. if you're a if you're a company looking to build a brand and you just want your your content served up on a silver platter uh, without having to find somebody to be in front of camera, buy all the gear, set up the studio, do all the stuff, we can do that. We have full right. brand advocacy services that we can offer. If you do want somebody to bring the gear to your office, if you're local in Southern California, we'll do that for you also and get you something that looks and sounds a little bit more leveled up. If you're somebody who's working with a budget of, you know, a thousand dollars or less a month and you don't have any gear and you don't want to edit your videos because you just don't have the time to do it, then we have mm -hmm. guided content creation where we can do recordings like this over the air yeah. and I'll guide you through making your short form content. And within an hour, we'll put together eight to 12 pieces for you. And then you get to hang up and just go back to your day job. We'll take the recording. We edited everything up. Make sure it's nice and vertical, captions, right. company branding, all the stuff that you need to have good, solid, short-form content to get you on a more regular posting schedule. Yeah. And a the few days later, we'll give that to you so you can schedule it out throughout the next month. You know, right. so you get a month worth of that video content in about an hour of your time. Right. And then if you have no budget for that stuff, but you just want to learn how to do it yourself, I recently launched videomarketingmarvels.com and that is my online course that has a discord community and then weekly live coaching with me for okay. four, for 49 bucks a month and oh, that's, that's very affordable yeah. you know what i mean it's, it's it's the most accessible thing that i could figure out to to offer um it's just it it's a place it's a place for me to brain dump in a way that helps Mm -hmm. the vast majority of salespeople specifically in almost any industry 
because this isn't a course that's going to teach you again how to monetize your YouTube channel or become an influencer. This is going to teach you how to make video to promote the industry that you're actually in. This is going to teach you how to how to get the video that you need without having to become a content creator because you already have a full time job. You don't have time for that stuff. Yes, yes, you you're know? doing loans, selling homes. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's hard, um, or I, I think it's important, especially. There's two schools of thought, right? If you want to get into video mm -hmm. or you want to get into this type of marketing, either you pay someone to do it or you do it yourself. And Correct. and I think there's there is a middle ground there because like me personally, I started doing all this on my own journey of just like I'm just going to figure it out because I believe my personally that the more I do it, whether it's good or bad is irrelevant. I'm trying to learn. My my whole goal sure. is I'm trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what can I do, where can I fit my time, how can I make it all stick together. Yep. Now, one one of the things that I wish I may have had in the beginning was a little bit more guidance on a few things only because you're going to make more mistakes and do things wrong before you do them right. Now, that's part of learning. That's the way it goes. Absolutely. You got to fall off the bike a few times, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. struggle some to do it, but you got to go through that process, I think, of you know actually posting something of actually typing out your description of actually coming coming up with keywords of actually you know uh figuring out how to insert captions and needing to edit them sometimes you know what i mean all that stuff i think i feel like Agreed. you have to do that because that way you really get an appreciation for the effort and time that goes into it so then when you are if you get to a point where you are ready to say compensate or pay somebody to do some of the things that you don't want to do anymore you know what it takes you know what's involved with it and so therefore you can assign value to it much there better. you go and 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 that's exactly that's exactly right it's assigning value. i had this conversation with somebody just yesterday um they they were talking to me about helping with their with their podcast and i explained the whole the whole process about how we could help them record their podcast and we'd make sure that right. everything was posted and everything like that for them and it was kind of a it was a little custom thing i know that there's no one size fits all option so we do we do custom packages for people all the time and they started asking me okay well how much time are you going to spend in the edit and how much time are you going to and how much time is it and how much time is that and i said listen if that's who you're looking to hire you need to be on fiverr you know what I mean? That's fun. There's plenty yeah. of people out there like that. Yep. You're not hiring my time. You're hiring my expertise. Yes. You're hiring the last 10 years that I spent researching and developing these processes that are going to afford you all the convenience that you're looking for. So the question yes. isn't how much are you paying me for my time? The question is how much are you willing to pay to get your time back? Correct. And once you can answer that question, because you have done it all before, just like you were saying, mm -hmm. then you'll know how much you're willing to pay for such and such quality of whatever service that you're yeah. looking to hire. Well, I use the example of the of the plumber, right? If I, uh, yeah, I've, I've changed out toilets, I've changed out faucets, I've done all that <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, and I've also had to go to Home Depot sixty times. I've had to buy a different tool for something. I cracked a tub one time because I bought the wrong tool to take oh. the thing out. So it's kind of one yeah. of those things where, you know, when I hire an, a plumber or, or an electrician, like you said, he you might always come away door. with band-aids. Yes. Yeah. He might, he might walk in the door and get the job done in 30 minutes. Right. And then he's like, here's a $300 charge or whatever. And I'm like, this $3,300 per, you know, $600 an hour. That seems insane. No, that's right. not what you're paying for. You're paying for the seven and a half hours that it was going to take you to do the same job with five different trips to the, the hardware store, two and a half hours on Google or excuse me, on YouTube, because you're trying to look up how to fix yes. it. He's got 20 years of experience. And so he's coming in and taking care of it in 30 minutes. And now you don't have to worry about it. You, just like you said, you're paying for your time that you get to keep. Not when for it comes his to the vast majority of things, I'm just not a fan of billing hourly. I yeah. hate it. I hate yeah. it. I like billing by project because at the end of the day, you're paying for an end result. Yes. Yeah. How long it takes you to get that end result doesn't change the value of it. Yeah. You know, if you're paying me for a video, you're paying for a marketing asset, right? The value of that marketing asset is the value of the marketing asset. Now, if I bill you hourly, it incentivizes me to take longer to give it to you. That doesn't make sense for anybody. Oh no, you know what I mean? It's it like I think there's a I think there's a fundamental change that can that that can be made in in a lot of people's brains when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, that would that would help a lot of people, and it's starting. Like, it's, sure, it's starting to happen. Well, that's why I say that's important to to do some of it yourself because like, and I'll, again, I'll tell you my own personal experience. Yeah. When it comes to recording the video, right? Mm -hmm. I do, I, I, it's funny because you and I actually do very similar types of videos a lot yeah. of times. 
you, you walk walking and, talk, and talking, man. Yeah. Walking and talking, right? <laughs> I have right. a folder on my thing that's walk and talk. So, so we kind of do the same thing. Well, when I do that, recording it, like the actual act of recording it, I don't know, 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Like it's really easy because I use a teleprompter and I write out my scripts okay. a little bit ahead of time. So I've yeah. got a little bit of it set together. So that piece of it, simple, easy, not difficult. Now that, that being said, it's because I've done 150 of them or whatever it is the first 10 times it took a little longer but um but now i've got it down to a bit of a science what takes the time for me is the editing part of it is coming up with you know there was a i'll I'll tell you so i had cap cut you familiar with cap cut i'm sure i am very familiar software on your phone you can use it also has a desktop but the the phone software is much more um robust i think or you can do more with it it's easier fair enough yeah um but then i also have uh final i have a mac and i have final cut Pro on my Mac. Pro and iMovie. Yep. Yes. So when I was editing my walk and talks, I would switch the camera one side to the other. I would say something, then I would say something, then I would say something, right? Okay. And so I was using the caption feature to cut down my time on each one of those because the actual video might be three or four minutes, but I'm trying to get it down to 90 seconds because I want to post it as a reel or whatever. Yes. And so when I'm going through CapCut, and I know there's video quality and lags and all this stuff. But I got to a point with CapCut where every time I would do that, it was taking me, I mean, it would take me 45 minutes, not because I didn't know how to do it, but because the software was, was lagging and having issues or whatever. So then I switched over to Final Cut Pro and I can do the same thing, but I can do it in half the time. I remember not a fourth of the time. Like it's so much faster. I got a hack hack for you. This might be a good tip for anybody who's into editing. Yes. Look into a, look into a program called Descript. I think I've heard of that before, but I've never looked at it. Descript. Okay. okay. So, so Descript, as soon as, as soon as you drag and drop a video file into Descript, into okay. a new project, it automatically transcribes it for you. Okay. And then it allows you to edit a video just like you're editing a Word document. Hmm. So if you say um, such uh, and such, I want to talk about this. Uh, yeah. That was no good. Take two. Such and such, I want to talk about this. Then you find that line that you put such and such. I want to talk about this. Oh, that was no good. Take two. Highlight it all. Delete. And it's gone from the video. Wow. Also, there's a little magic button up in the top corner that says shorten word gaps. So when I go to edit my shorts. Mm -hmm. I'm writing this down, by the way. I click shorten word gaps and then specify a word gap length of a half a second. Okay. Descript immediately identifies all word gaps that are a half a second or longer i click apply to all and my video is cut together see this is how you learn literal literal three clicks of a button it's um there's a free version that you can try i think the plan that i'm on is like 20 or 30 bucks a month something like that well all of these softwares are really simple yeah they're not they're not very expensive and if you can just cap cut free if you don't mind doing some of that stuff cap cut free your your iMovie on your Mac is way more capable than you think it is. Yeah. And that's on there for free. Yeah. Um, I also have Final Cut Pro. I use iMovie a lot of the times. Yeah. For, I mean, just talking head stuff that where I don't have to do anything fancy. It's just yeah. so quick and simple. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think I, I've I've tried different, you know, I think part of this journey too is you're you're trying this software and you're trying that software. And the great thing about a lot of these now is the is the market is such where there are no contracts anymore. Everything is month mm-hmm. to month. So if yeah. you pay your $25 and you try every bell and whistle on that particular software and then you move on to the next one because you didn't like it or you try a different one, you're not spending, you know, all of this money and tied into stuff. You're not bound to anything. So you can kind of oh, move. Oh man, I remember the the first time I bought Premiere Pro from Adobe. Mm-hmm. Like you had to save up to buy that stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, and not anymore. Just a few bucks a month. Give it a shot. Try it for a month. You know so, what you're doing? And if you're not using it enough in a month, then you're not doing enough video to justify buying it. So just cancel anyway. Yes, absolutely. Right. All right. So let's get into, you know, let's talk to the people that aren't doing video. Okay. Okay. We got a little of the weeds in there on, on some of the stuff that we, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, man. It's easy to get inside baseball with this stuff. Don't get me started on gear. If you don't want to get inside baseball with this stuff, don't get me started on gear either. So no, I I love it. I love it. But (laughs) But I do want to, you know, the the point of some of this is I want people that aren't doing video right now, number one, to yes. understand the importance of it, A, right? I want them to understand, you know, 
when you're when you haven't started when you haven't done anything you know where do you start so so i want you to tell everybody number one is you know why is video so important number one and then number two is is you've done none what's yep. what's the starting point how do i start all right so it's funny because i founded i founded the company under the pretense that i will never try to talk anybody into making video yeah okay so i'm gonna start with that i don't want to talk anybody into making video Sure. That's not what I'm going to do. If you're skeptical, go be skeptical. You're the minority. 87% yeah. of companies on the planet, they're making video. 96% of consumers watch a video to learn more about a product or a service before they make a purchase decision. So if you're not sold on video, fine. Go market yourself to the 4%. There's, right. plenty, there's plenty left for the rest of us. Right. You know what I mean? So, so those, those are the two stats. Those are real numbers, not made up off the top of my head, even though 67% of statistics are made up on the spot. Those two <laughs> were like actually real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things. Uh, also, think about AI. I know this is a direction not a lot of people take it, but think about AI. It's all the rage. And everybody's talking about ChatGPT because, oh, it spits out all this text and you can use it to write blogs and you can use it to write posts. And you're right. You can. can. It ain't but that now, great. how do you know who the hell's writing what you're reading? Yeah. And how do you know it was fact-checked? Yeah. How do you know it's coming from a human? We're in a position now to where within a year or two, we're going to have absolutely no clue who's writing our written text unless yeah. it comes from a very close, trusted source. So video, until AI gets to the place to where it can deep fake all of us based on two selfies on our camera roll. So yep. you know, maybe five to 10 years from now. Yeah, until then, until then, it's the most authentic way to communicate with anyone. Yeah. Because it's it's the way to guarantee that the information's coming straight from the horse's mouth. Well, what's the hierarchy of communication? It's something like, you know, the bottom is like, I think like email maybe, and then, and then text yeah. and then, a, then a voice. Unless you want to toss snail mail in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah snail yeah. mail in there. Or, and then like the, the, the number one is face-to-face -face communication. And if you can't sure. be in a room with someone face-to-face, -face, the second best thing is what's going on right now. That's right. That's right. And, and, and a very close third to a live would be a recorded video that you made for somebody. Um, so it, it's just it's just more authentic and more relatable. And if you're looking to get exposure for your business and for what you do, the best thing that you can do is just hit the red button, <laughs> hit the red button, make a video. Don't worry about what you're talking about so much. Just be yourself. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's all about being yourself. If you're posting video for organic reach, if you're not putting paid ad spend behind this stuff, you're posting for organic reach, which means you're posting to LinkedIn or YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, threads, Snapchat, you know, the, the list goes on and on. You might be putting some video on your website as a video component to a blog or something like that. You got to be yourself because people aren't on those platforms to watch commercials. Actually, they're, they're on not. the platforms to avoid commercials. They all hate them. Think about your viewing habits on yep. so on any any social media platform. Reddit, you can toss in there also. Mm -hmm. um, any platform. If you when you see a commercial, as soon as that skip ad button is available, you're pressing it. Yep. We all do. So don't make things that look like ads. Make things that look like you. You are a beautifully imperfect human being. You just got to own it. And guess well, what? And Everybody is beautifully imperfect. And if you stumble over some words, if there's some hems and haws and some uhs and some uh, ba -ba 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 stuff, that's just going to make you more relatable. Don't shy away from that stuff because human beings love to relate to other human beings. So the, the key to video is just getting on there and being yourself. And if you're having trouble figuring out what to talk about, just start by talking about what you do for a living. That's fine. That's what you expert in all day, every day. It's going to be a comfort. 
and you'll be able to branch out. You'll talk about, oh, your kids or your grandkids did this, or you tried that new restaurant down the road, or you you tried a new coffee house, or, you know, oh, I just had this thought about this thing. Like the key is to let people know who you are, let them get to know you. And then every once in a while, remind them what you do for a living and why you're there. Well, and it's especially important, I think, too, in our business, in mortgage and real estate, because it is such a personal transaction. You know, if highly I'm, emotional too, right? Absolutely. So the 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 human that's buying the house or that's refinancing their home or that's looking to list their home or whatever the case may be, that human wants to deal with another human. They don't yes. want to deal with some polished, you know, talking head that they've seen on there because it just makes you feel uncomfortable and icky. It's like, well, you're you, the 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 you that I'm seeing isn't the real you. So I don't feel comfortable that you're going to be giving the, me the real story. But yeah. if I see you like in you know, I think you and I again are similar on this. Like I'm a, I, I'm a t-shirt guy. Like I don't wear yep. ties and book collars. Yeah. Like I hate it. And yeah. so when I do my videos, I don't, that's not how I look now. If I'm going to go stand at a title office and, you know, talk to it's a different environment. So I'm not necessarily showing up in flip flops. Oh, there. see, that's where we differ. I don't care. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to get there. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not there yet. Um, <laughs> but I'm also not, I'm not wearing a, I'm just, I'm wearing, I'm wearing pants. Let's just put it that way. I got pants. Fair on. enough. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, you have to be who you are because people buy, I work for a company it's called Verity mortgage. Yep. Nobody buys from Verity mortgage. They buy from Mike Mills, right? Absolutely. You know, my, my wife, and that's the worked, power of a personal brand, because if you're right. a loan officer and you think that your brand is connected to the corporate entity that you work for, you are so wrong no. and you're going about it all the wrong way because that corporate entity might not exist forever. Yeah. Or you might, you might find a better opportunity somewhere else. Absolutely. So like, wouldn't you want the brand to be you as, and and to be something that moves with you throughout your career? Because the, I mean, it's very rare to find somebody who lands somewhere and just stays there forever. Right. Anymore. You know what I mean? Would you say that going through social media yourself? Because, you know, one of the things when I talk to agents about doing this type of stuff and even there's a um, I won't mention the name, but there's a there's a blog video blog that I watch all the time. Yep. Who recently did a post about how, you know, um, everybody's focused on social media, but no leads come from social media and, and they come from like the organic get in front of people, you know, talk the old school way of doing things. And and my my response to that, I didn't, you know agree only in the sense of, and you and I talked about this a little bit coming on beforehand is if you're doing videos because you think your phone's going to ring, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Okay. Because at least in the beginning, right, at least in the beginning, you can get to a point where you get specialized and get to a place where you can do it yourself and and maybe you can make that happen. But my opinion on it has always been, and I think you agree with me on this is, is that my job when I make a video is to stay in front of the people that a, I already know that already trust me, that it's just a top of mind. I am in front of you as often as I can be. So yeah. when you're ready to refinance or buy or sell your house, I'm in your brain somewhere in their brain. I'm there, right? I'm not trying to get the person necessarily that I've never met before. That's, you know, lives four hours away from me that knows nothing about me. I'm just trying to stay in front of people as often as I can. Would you agree with that statement? So, uh, yeah. So here's the issue. Because uh, you get a lot of detractors. You get a lot of people say, oh, leads don't come from social media. They come from meeting people face-to-face. Well, right. there's two things that have happened if somebody legitimately believes that. The first thing that's happened is that they didn't post consistently enough and they quit. Yep. Because they were lazy. Because they were Because they were looking at posting on social media as a sales effort, not a marketing effort. Those two things are very different, right? Sales is for immediate results. We should be selling, but marketing brand building is a mid to long-term play. So if you post a video a week for two months and nothing comes of it and you quit, that's not the platform's fault. That's you. Yeah. Um, So sorry, you're a quitter and that's what you believe, but that's just completely untrue. The second thing that could have happened is that they have absolutely no clue how to attribute leads properly. Right. And attribution in marketing is a huge thing. Uh, You're not just trying to attribute leads so you can give credit to the right person or the right place. You need to attribute leads so you can, so you can observe and adjust your marketing efforts properly. 
And if we all, as mortgage loan originators, right, if we all think of ourselves like we should be doing as little miniature companies of our own, mm -hmm. then you can start to hone in on marketing as a business building activity. And then really think about this stuff. Take some notes, create a spreadsheet, make sure you're attributing things the right way. Because right. if you post on social media for a few months and a real estate agent reaches out to you and they're like, hey, I love what you're doing on social. Can you help me out with some things? They say, yeah, when's your next open house? I'll meet you there. We'll do a video together or something like that. And then you guys hit it off. And you go have some coffee and you go have some dinner. And from there on out, you have the text messages. You have each other's phone numbers. You're always meeting in person. They're referring you business left and right. Well, this is a realtor that I met in person, right? Right. No. Right. If you don't make note that that initial contact came from social media, then you're falsely attributing every referral that they give you to in-person old school methods when that relationship was actually developed and sparked through social media posts. Right. So every one of those referrals should be attributed to social media marketing efforts. Yeah. Like you really got to pay attention to this type of stuff. Even if it's uh, somebody you meet in person at a, say you meet somebody in person at a, at a home buying seminar or some sort of a real estate mixer or some sort of an event or whatever it is. If somebody comes up to you and shakes your hand, reaches out, maybe it's in the second or third conversation you guys have together down the road, but they say, you know what? I, I had to come say hi to you that day because I saw you on social media a few months ago and I really liked what you were doing. You have to attribute those relationships to where they're actually coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? The exposure that you gained through your posting online is what created that initial introduction. And you might not learn that right away, but once you do learn it, you gotta let that switch be flipped in your head so you can say, oh yeah, you know what? Like this is this is really doing some stuff to drive business. It might not be the, the beginning and end of every lead. Mm -hmm. It might not be the beginning and end of every referral source, mm -hmm. but if it leads you to more introductions and to build more relationships with people that you then are able to cultivate in person. Yeah. You, you know, you got to realize that those at bats have come because of your online exposure that you've been getting. Well, and specifically again, in, in, in mortgage and in, in real estate, both, cause I think they're very similar um, in how they develop contacts and whatnot is, you know, just a, just as a, a, a manner of process. So yeah. if, when I start a loan, obviously I've got my agent that I'm involved with. I've got the listing agent that I'm involved sure. with. I've got the title company and I've got the buyer. Now, not, a, I don't seller. I, you know, little waiver on that a little bit, but, but those four people are immediately, I'm going onto Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, whatever Instagram, whatever platform, and I'm searching for that person's name and I'm trying to connect with that person on social media right away that's this, one of the this is a big ones. this is a big connection for a lot of mortgage people i love where you're going with this because you just listed five people yes and all of them are your what potential clients or referral partners. customers they're yeah. all your customers you're yes. serving all of them in a transaction absolutely just, you know just because a transaction has one end user doesn't mean there's not many more customers that you're well serving. people forget about title companies all the time because oh yeah you know it's you gotta realize especially for mortgage people they're always they're marketing to realtors as well right they're trying to market to agents to to give them their listings well if you're a lender and you're marketing to agents also you team up with companies all the time to do trainings to do presentations oh, yeah. whatever it is that you can do so those those relationships are just as important as it is with the agent because it's a contact within the industry. And when sure. somebody sits down at closing and they're signing paperwork and hopefully you can be there as a lender, sometimes we can't always be there, but hopefully mm -hmm. you can. And, but if you're not and the title agent and the, the listing agent and the buyer's agent are all like, man, you know, your agent, your loan officer was awesome. You know, I saw yep. this or, you know, and, and what the social media piece of it is, is that I've connected with those people. They know who I am. So I don't, I can't remember the last time someone didn't, if I found them, they didn't accept my friend request. Like they're always going to sure. accept it. Right. And then now I have one more person in my audience, whether they see all my content or not, I have one additional person in my audience that I can have the potential to reach every single time I put out a video and put something there. And again, it's all because like you said, it's a marketing mindset. It's top of mind. I got to be top of mind to those people whenever 
a situation yep. rises. And if I made out a video of sight, about, out of mind, man, out yep. of sight, out of mind. If I made that's, that video on property taxes and, and someone has a property tax conversation at the mm -hmm. office one day and they're like, oh, you should call so-and-so because he just said something about this the other day. You need to talk to him. And, that, and that's what it is. Yep. It's huge. And it's, and, and it doesn't just stop at the people that are directly related to that purchase or, or drive decision-making. Like we should really be focusing on all tangential industries. Yeah. Try, try to make, try to make videos that cater to, or try to network with, uh, divorce attorneys, tax preparers, home warranty professionals, yeah. Uh, not not just title, escrow, real estate agents, general contractors. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? People who handle, I mean, you I mean, plumbers and electricians. There are, there are big expensive things that need to happen to houses because yeah. of plumbing and electrical problems. And these people don't know where to get the funds, but they're sitting on equity that they haven't tapped into. Right. And like every one of those tangential industries is... A, a possible referral source and a customer that you should be serving somebody you should be actively talking to yeah. on, on, on a pretty regular basis and, and, and posting on social media. And obviously uh, I don't want to limit this conversation to video. I know, I know I'm a video guy and, sure. and, and we're both bought into video. That doesn't mean everybody is, but even if you're just recording some audio, even if you're just typing something up, if you're posting a static image, whatever it is, have a target, Everybody has target clients. Everybody kind of knows who they want to be working with. They know who they'd like to be talking to. Every one of those target clients is a target viewer for your content also. Yeah. So keep your target viewer in mind because when you know who you're talking to through a piece of content, that's just going to bring more clarity to your content. It's going to end up helping you produce a better piece of it. What would you say to somebody who was looking at doing any type of social media, yeah. whether it be video or anything else. And their, their answer or their, uh, um, when you say, well, why haven't you done it in the past or why aren't yeah, yeah. you doing it? They would say, well, there's so many people that do it already. I just get lost in the shuffle and nobody's going to see me. So it's just, you know, it's just not worth my time because I can't do it as well as so-and-so. So I shouldn't even bother. What, what yeah. You need to, you need, you just need to stop comparing yourself to other people and start thinking smaller. Uh, so it, especially in mortgage, if you're, if you're a mortgage loan originator, you have a target market, right? Um, where do you do business, Mike? Uh, what city or what area? What area? What's your target area that you love to do business in the most? So I live in Mansfield, Texas, uh, which is a, uh, suburb of Dallas and Fort Worth. And yep. I've been, uh, coaching kids and, you know, I have families that I've worked with over the years cause I have, my kids are getting older now, but that's been a big target is I love sports. Um, I've very, I've coached, I've been running leagues. It's very something that I'm very, very involved with. So even on my podcast, I've had coaches before, um, talking, you know, we talk sport, youth sports and stuff all the time. So that's definitely what my passion is. And, yep. um, and I try to stay in my area and I try to stay, you know, with, with families. I, I enjoy working with families specifically. So would it make sense to compare the, the type quality and, uh, view and engagement numbers of your content with somebody who has been doing it for five years longer than you, who markets to a national audience? No, not at all. Exactly. So stay with like, that's the thing we Completely need to stop. Different. We need to stop comparing yourself to people that, you're never going to measure up to by design. Yeah. Like you don't even want to market to a national audience because you're not approved to do business nationally. You're licensed where you're at and you want to keep it at home. There's plenty of business for you there. So right. why would you try to expand hugely like that with, with your content? It doesn't make any sense. Well, so and you're to trying the, to reach a certain customer too, because you want to work with people. You know, I think we all want to work with people like us, right? Everybody wants to work with so someone that's similar to that. And that's that's the other beauty of content is that yeah. if you're being yourself on camera, you're naturally going to attract people with like commonalities. Yeah. You know what I mean? P people with with common threads. They like the same things as you. They talk the same as you. They relate to you for whatever reason. Oh, I have kids that age. I like that sport. I like that area. I like that type of food. I like, I'm going to pay attention to this person. And then when it comes to transaction time, they're, I mean, once they give you a shot to win the business, this is not about them saying, I'm doing business with you, though that's commonly going to happen. Yeah. It's more about getting to the plate, getting the at bat, getting yep. to the table. And, 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 and you're going to have an unfair advantage because they're already going to have a relationship with you through your content that you don't like even you realize it or not. yet. They're yeah, going to feel like they already know you because they yeah. kind of already do know you at yeah. some level. Absolutely. You know, so you're going to have less barriers to break down. 
uh, building that brand is going to allow you to take on transactions without necessitating a sell. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all. That's I mean, that's really all we really want to do. We we don't want to go out there and sell ourselves. We want to go out there and serve our clients. Yeah, absolutely, and provide value. You so. know, so if you can if you can pick up some more clients to serve without having to sell them, why would yes. you not? Why would you not do that? Why would you not lean in? Um, but like back to your original question, like the people who are, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. Fine. Don't. But do you? Because there are people out there who are going to like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you don't believe that, there's a whole different conversation about mental health. But you right. you know you're a likable person. Yeah. Maybe not all the time. And a lot of yeah. you, a very a little of bit of the time. But hey, that's yeah. okay. Sometimes right. you're likable. Just turn the camera on when you're feeling good. Yes. You know, it's one of those things. People, you are going to resonate with somebody. Your job as a loan originator is not to serve everyone. I can't drive that home enough. So many mortgage professionals fail because they think their target market is everyone who needs a mortgage. Right. That's not what this is. Yeah. You need to drill it down to the specific one person that you want to serve. How old are you? Do you want to be? Do you want to be like the Uncle Mike persona who helps the young people into their first homes? Do you want to be the person that helps older, more tenured investors uh, because you might remind them of their kid or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Like really drill down to one target client because there's always going to be more than one person who picks up sure. on your message. Yeah, you know, there's always going to be more than one person who resonates, but if you can narrow it down to the one person who you really want to set, maybe it's your ideal client, get super detailed, like super, yeah. super detailed. I want to work with first time home buyers between the age of 25 and 32 who have college degrees, who have full-time jobs that get paid W-2 that make between 60 and $80,000 a year, who are looking for a starter home in the 200 to $250,000 range in this city, in this town, on this block of streets, because then you're going to have a laser focused message it's actually going to have a chance to resonate with some people. Right. But if you flip on the camera and just say, hey, I do mortgages. If you need a mortgage, I'm your guy. Right. Nobody's calling you. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you're not serving anybody at that point. You're just kind of letting everybody know that you're one of a million. You have a net with big holes and they're all the, sw- all the fish are swimming through. <laughs> That's exactly right. Great analogy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like that a lot. So, so don't worry about the reach. Don't worry about the view numbers. Don't worry about any of that. Just worry about getting your message out to the people who you really want to hear it. And then don't just post your stuff on social and let it die. Every video that you make is a marketing asset. Mm-hmm. So treat it like one. Who's in your Who's in your database? Who's in your email list? Oh, I just made a video talking about how you don't need 20% down to buy a house because we just got hooked up with this down payment assistance program. I know that these five people are working on their credit, trying mm-hmm. to get mortgage ready, and they've been having trouble saving some down payments. So send them a personal email. Yeah. It's a great excuse for email outrage. It's not a drip campaign. You're providing value. It's something that they might actually open and read instead of you just spamming them. Shoot them an email. Shoot them a text. Hey, I just made this video. I put it up on social. It made me think of you. How you been? Yeah. Here's a link to the video. might might help you out with your with your down payment once your once your credits in, in in a better place or whatever it is. By the way, how's that going? Is there any way I can help? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like use Personal. that stuff in other ways. You got to treat your videos like they are marketing assets. I mean, you probably every company has a library of three thousand marketing flyers that nobody reads and you're printing those out and handing them out to people so they can throw them in the trash you may as yeah. well execute your video strategy like you would that yes and not let the you know and not let them go to waste yeah so so that's what i would say the, the, the people who are looking to start the people who are looking to be hesitant and and i'll give the example uh that i gave you just before we hit just before we hit the red, button. The red button and you know and 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 started and started going live on here last year I was doing content, leaned into short form as a, as a passionate photographer. Right. I avoided turning the camera vertical like the plague for as long as I could. 
But last year I was like, fine, I got to do the short form content stuff. So I really leaned into it. And I started doing stuff for a mortgage brand. Um, but I didn't do it in a way that most people would have expected. I, I, I created an Instagram. I created a TikTok, Facebook pages, all that stuff. I created them all on my own and I didn't tell anybody about them. I didn't promote them. I didn't ask people to follow. No friends, no family, no nothing. I just wanted to see if in late 2022, if you set up brand new accounts and just start posting reels and short form videos to them, what, what could happen? What could happen? So I set up these new accounts. The first video I posted across all five platforms got 104 views. 104 views. Oh, man. That's terrible, right? These people get 20,000, 30,000 views on every post. 104 right. views. I came away from that day feeling as victorious as ever. Because if I had to go out and spread that message to 104 different people I had never met, what would that have taken me? What would I have had to do to make that happen? And how long would it have taken me? Would I have had to do it to put a put a sign together and go to the freeway off ramp and 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 holler at people? Would I have had to go to uh, uh you know the the local Starbucks and just try to try to spout my message and talk as fast as I could as people walked out with their lattes? Like I don't know what I would have had to done. Yeah. To, to get that message to 104 people on a day where I just woke up and said, I want to say this to people. But through video, it gives you the audience to do that. And, and that was 104 brand new people that have never seen my face, never heard my messaging, had no idea what I did, no idea who I was. From a brand new account that was created that day, 104 people watched it. So I just try to picture myself in a room on a stage talking to 104 people it's you know win. maybe may, maybe you have uh maybe you have super uncreative the the lunch and learn gets a good gets a good turnout but mm -hmm. like what's a good turnout for you if you had 104 people packed in a room for a lunch and learn so you could hop on stage and say what you're saying you're probably going to be pretty happy about that oh yeah absolutely and video lets you do that without buying 104 people lunch. So don't don't get caught up in the views. Don't get caught up in in those type of metrics. They are vanity metrics. Um, yeah. Every successful creator will tell you that. For the most part, views are vanity metrics uh, yeah. for organic. Obviously, right. if you're running paid ads, then you you got click through rates, and you have CAC, and you have all this other stuff that you're tracking. It's a lot easier to track. But when it's organic, a lot of the times, all you can go off of is the likes, the comments, the views, and and the number of those that you're getting. Just picture that many people in front of you while you're on a stage. Um, you than you otherwise would think. Yeah. You said something a little earlier uh, about, which I, I love this message and I, I want you to elaborate on is um, yeah. getting details on the consistency factor, because yeah. um, I think that um, that gets lost in translation a lot of times on um, how important it is, not just for your message, but also for the success of your videos, for yeah, yeah. the algorithms. I mean, there's, there's so many things that come into play when yes. you are consistent about making content. What can you speak a little bit to the importance of that? So consistency is the only foolproof hack that you can employ to actually gain more audience. Right. Um, and, and the reason why, and we're going to get into, a, we're going to get into some talk about posting daily here uh, because that is a powerful thing. But I, I just want to lead off by saying anybody who's thinking about posting daily who has just started, or maybe they're, they're starting at like one post a week, don't get overwhelmed. Don't yeah. think you have to jump straight into posting daily. There are these things called baby steps. Yeah, do what you right. There is there 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 is a natural progress. It doesn't mean you have to start at zero and start posting daily. It's okay to work up to this stuff. So that's yeah, like so if you've don't never get worked out in a year, and then you go to the gym five days in a row. You're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a hard yeah. time getting up the next day. So daily posting is the ultimate hack, and it's because you're giving the platforms what they want. Right. So if you if you want to grow your audience, then that means if you want to grow your audience with no ad spend, right then you need to give the platforms what they want because unless you cooperate with them, they're not going to show you to new people. Right. And giving the platforms what they want is giving them something that they can monetize because Facebook doesn't charge you to be a member. 
neither does Instagram, neither, neither does LinkedIn or YouTube or TikTok. You can sign up, be a member for free. You can make content, post on there for free. Well, where do they get their money? They get their money from ads, companies that advertise on the platforms. So your eyeballs will see it and also the eyeballs of your viewers. Yeah, we're the product to the uh, to the social media platform. If yeah, that's right. That's, Our that's attention, 100% right. Yes. Um, so very much like the Matrix. <laughs> if if you're not the customer, you're the product. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when it comes to the social media and all the algorithms therein, uh, I mean they're they're ultra advanced and and they're always looking at things and and stuff that they can monetize because that's at the end of the day that's their job to right. to squeeze the most money out of the companies they have advertising with them as possible. So they're looking for content that they can put advertisements on. But how are they going to put advertisements on your content when they don't know you're going to show up? Yeah. So the metric is 28 days. 28 days in a row. If you can put something out on social 28 days in a row, then those algorithms, especially when it comes to like Facebook and Instagram, they're going to recognize, okay, this person's showing up on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. We can start slapping some ads on their stuff. They might not start doing that right away, but they are going to start showing you to more people to see what kind of content you're posting, to see if new people will start to look at you and follow you and, and, and engage with your content. And if that starts happening, they might start putting some ads on your stuff, maybe some like YouTube pre-roll or, or Facebook pre-roll, advertisements in the sidebar, different things like that. Right. Um, those are good things. And if, you can, if you can get videos and content that the platform puts an ad on, that's a good thing because they're gonna try to show that to more people. The good thing about Facebook right now is that they're pushing reels as heavily as ever, mm -hmm. uh, trying to catch up to places like TikTok, uh, a little bit of Instagram reels, maybe some internal competition there uh, in, in Meta. But Facebook reels are getting as much exposure right now as a paid advertisement that you would actually pay for. Wow. So if okay. you're not posting reels on Facebook, you need to because that's that's underpriced attention at the moment. But the the consistency piece with all the social media platforms uh, for that for that matter is is really important. And then if you miss a day or two, you're going to start from scratch. Yeah, you'll take a couple of days off and then you got to start that 28 days all over again until they can trust that you're going to show up consistently all the time. And if you do. They can advertise on your stuff. They can start showing you to a larger audience. And it's, I mean, it's all about the money, honey. Yeah. Like that's, that's what, that's what it is. You've got to give the platforms what they want. What the platforms want is consistent content that they can monetize. So if you're giving them that, then your message is going to get out to more people. Also, when you're posting to places like Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and not necessarily YouTube, but Facebook, when you're posting those reels, all those editing tools that they give you, Mm -hmm. Try to use one or two of them. Yeah, I've heard that using the captions on that they provide on the platform is better than inserting your own captions if you can. That can help. It, it can help. I don't. Um, okay. I've tested that with my own content. Haven't uh -huh. seen a huge pickup either way. Okay. And for me, it's easier to edit the captions in because I post to five different platforms every day. Right. So it takes less time. Captions in every in every editing tool. Yeah. But I do make sure to use at least one editing tool every time I'm uploading to a platform. So I'll pick the background music separately music. in Instagram and in TikTok gotcha. and in Facebook. It's different background music. I mean, there's different permissions and rights, copyright stuff when it comes to that. So it's safer to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll type the copy in each of them because you're kind of just showing the platform that you're not a robot. Yeah. I'm a human who's making intelligent decisions. And if you want to play around with filters... Like if one of the, oh, hey, there's a new filter. Because you'll see that sometimes when you're posting. Oh, we added this new filter. That's the platform screaming out. We want you to use this. Yeah. Because we want to see how content that uses this filter does. Yeah. We want to, you know, we, we, they're, yeah. they're testing it. So if you help them test it, they'll probably show your posts to more people. You know, it's like if you pay attention, the platforms are telling you what they want. If you give yeah. it to them and you cooperate, then they're going to reward you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we are almost at an hour, man. We, we, we would blew right through it. It's not, um, long, it's not long enough. We can go for I know, like two I or know. three. 
Um, I do, I do want you to, you know, just kind of in, in give a, just a little summary of, you know, your, obviously what you guys do, but then also to, you know, speak to again, just if the importance of the video content, the importance of putting stuff out there, the importance of, of making sure that, you know, if you're starting down your video road, um, you know, don't get too wrapped up in like, you've always said multiple times, the views and the likes, and it's just, you know, what's the, the old saying, right? How do you eat it? Eat a whale one bite at a time. So everything's a little step, everything moves you in the right direction, but you have to constantly be headed that way or otherwise the success that you're looking for isn't going to, isn't going to take shape. Um, and just because you try something for a short amount of time, doesn't mean it's going to work. So. I don't want to plug me anymore. Um, I went over a little summary of our offerings in, in, in the sure. beginning. If you picked up on that, great. If you didn't pick up on that, head over to hittheredbutton.com. All the info's there. Perfect. If you're looking for, uh, if you want to take a look at the uh, the course with the, um, the the members on the community and the and the weekly live coaching and stuff like that, head over to videomarketingmarvels.com. Okay. Uh, and sign up. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to see you over there. Uh, but to give everybody some some value to kind of to kind of leave you with here, the importance of video. It's hard to overstate. Because, as a human, who wants to do business with other humans, you need to get yourself out there, and video is a way that you can do that with little lift, and then it works for you twenty four seven. You don't actually have to be present to be in front of people. You know, it's 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 one of the most valuable things going. And well, what do they say? Time, time is the most democratic thing in the world. We all get twenty four hours, and it's how you use that time and yes. reach as many people as you can that makes the difference. That's exactly right. And and you're not just reaching people to try to sell them. You want to reach people to try to connect with them, try yeah. to help them. Yeah. Give free value. Like t- talk about the foundational information that you learned in your first couple weeks of the industry. Do you know 50% of the country still thinks you need 20% down to buy a house? Yes, I know. Like the, the level of mis and disinformation out there about mortgage is astounding. It is. Um, a post I recently put out on LinkedIn said, what do you wish that you learned in high school that would have prepared you better? That's the question you need to ask yourself the next time you're having trouble thinking up a content idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that's I mean, it. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. When like just answer that question and then make a piece of oh man, I wish I wish I would have learned that. Well, you know what? There's a bunch of younger people out there who still can, and you can be the one that teaches it to them. Yeah. You no, know, I, and, and pro- providing that level of value can be the difference between getting a referral or not, getting a deal or not. I recently saw a conversation online where uh, somebody wanted to be a contrarian to this point. Everybody loves a contrarian, right? Mm-hmm. So they uh, they ran a broker shop of their own, and they said, in my opinion, loan officers need to be uh, worrying about their social media outreach less and less and doing everything that they can to fund two more loans next month. Because funding two more loans uh, or less loans in any given quarter right now could be the difference in having a job or not having a job in our industry. I was like, okay. okay, fair point. Yeah. But posting content to social and increasing your reach ain't a full-time job. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> no, no. it's just not. And the yeah. more you do it, the quicker you get. Yes. You're so, much more efficient. So while we do need to be focused on how to fund two more loans next month, which is a sales activity for immediate growth and immediate business generation, you also need to have a marketing and brand building strategy in play because that might help you fund two more loans in August of 2025. Right. It might help you fund six more loans in August of 2025. Yep. Posting video and increasing your organic reach is for mid to long-term success. Expect to do this for six to eight months and get nothing from it. Expect that. Yep. That's, you know, that's probably what's going to happen. What, what do they say? It only takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. Right. So expect to get nothing out of it in the meantime. And it's because it's not sales. Yeah. That's a bit, it's a big differentiator for a lot of people to make your marketing. You're not selling 
This is not for two months from now. This is for two years from now. If you keep your eyes on that, then it'll be a lot easier to stick with the plan. I think that's awesome, man. I think the the consistency and the long-term views or long-term goals, that's that's what we're all aiming for. And it's hard to do sometimes when you're when you're, you know, maybe struggling yeah. to meet the numbers you hit before, but you got to keep your eyes forward because if you don't, then uh, you know, the business won't be there in the future and you'll be doing the same thing over and over again. That's right. Well, Mike, I really appreciate your time, man. This was awesome. Um thank you, Mike. Anytime. Happy to come on again if you ever if you're ever in need of a guest. The uh, the mic's gotta stick together. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the walk and talking mics. That's what we gotta <laughs> Maybe, maybe we'll, well, you're in California. So maybe we'll make one. We'll, we'll, we'll do at one or something at some point. I yeah. I like, it. I like it. All right, brother. Well, have a great afternoon. Um, hope you enjoy the weather out there. It's a hundred thousand degrees here. So, um, it's inching up to that over here, but yeah, I, I think yeah, we're going to be okay. There, yeah, for sure. Well, take care. Have a great weekend and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks everybody. Take care, Mike. All right, man.